Well, praise the Lord. What an awesome time of worship. Amen. Again, if it's your first time, we just want to welcome you. Thank you for coming. And um, those of you that saw it, maybe you missed it. On the 15th of July, we are having a pastor's meet and greet in the back right after second service. So if you're newer to this church, we really want you to come. And if you've been here for a couple years, you can come back too if you want to and get to meet some of the new people. Um, I'm a type, I'm the type of person I will include everyone in everything. I just invite them all over. Come on, let's have a party. So, um, I love doing that. I love to just include as many people as I can into my heart and, and in my life and, uh, and just into the family of God. Amen. God's building a strong community and, and we get to be a part of it. He's fitly framing a house so he can fill it with glory and we're going to change and we are changing a culture through the love of God. Yesterday, I was meditating on something, and I put a little Facebook status up that the kingdom of God is not going to be advanced through one nation of the earth. The kingdom of God is not going to be advanced through a political power of a religious leader, but it will be advanced through a bride that loves deeply. How many believe that? And I'm, I'm so excited about um, Love Explosion. How many of you have heard of Love Explosion? It's, it's a movement that God is birthing right out of this house. Um, we are going to be making some T-shirts and wristbands, and, and we want to just spread the fire, and we want to equip every believer to become a move of God wherever they go. Through prophetic evangelism, through releasing the love of the Father to a broken and dying world, people that maybe have been rejected by even religion, maybe they've been rejected by their parents, maybe they've been addicted to drugs or whatever it is, we're going to go and we're just going to set the captives free through a love explosion. I'm excited, and two of you guys are also excited about that. Thank you. Let's hear it for love explosion. Thank you, Father. Friday night, we had the opportunity to uh, share the love of God with some people where I felt like the Lord told us to make it very intentional and very, like for for our staff, a mandatory thing where we go out, um, we go out every once in a while and we are constantly, you know, we're we're so used to, to being ministering and equipping the saints that sometimes we forget to lead people to the Lord ourselves. We forget to pray for the sick ourselves. Amen. And we, we want to be out there doing that stuff. So we went out Friday with the staff and we went into some of the government projects and we're ministering and uh, just a couple short testimonies. We were uh, loving on the kids and the ladies were loving on the kids. And there was this moment where the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, just the, this love and compassion came and, and all the kids just ran. They were, they, they were running and, and Rochelle was embracing them and the ladies were loving on them. And, um, and all these kids just did not want to get out of their arms. And you could just see the love of God. It was amazing. And the love of the Father was just expressed. And we're just loving on these kids. And they're just, they have these huge smiles. And they're talking. And, all, and just out of nowhere, they got quiet. And it was like this quietness. And they were just looking up and, and, and being embraced. And it was beautiful. And we got to minister to this uh, Hispanic man. Glory to God for the Hispanic army that he's raising up in the earth. Come on. I, I cannot wait. With, I'm telling you. We are going to see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Hispanics come in. And we're going to see blacks and whites too. And we're going to see some Asians too. Uh, Glory to God for every nation in the earth. Amen? Looks like heaven. 
we're ministering to this Hispanic young man. We began to prophesy to him and uh, he didn't know us. We didn't know him, but God knew him very well. And we began to tell him what his career desire was. And he looked at us like, how did you know that? And we said, because the Holy Ghost. And we begin to call forth the destiny and tell him you're a man of integrity and you're choosing the right path. And we want to help you call us. We want to help you. And, and it was just, it was beautiful. And then we got to minister to this older Hispanic lady and their family. And she's like in a wheelchair and we're praying for healing. And, and she, there was a language barrier. So Pastor Alex is translating and ministering to her and, and pain began to leave one of her legs and, and she began to feel better. And she started like preaching to us and she's telling us how Jesus, the teacher, the master would go and, and he would heal the lepers. And wasn't it amazing? And we're loving on their family. And these, these uh, guys, they went to the junkyard or they went to a dump to get TVs and different things that have copper in them because they're trying to collect copper and cans for money to feed their family. And they're, they're just, I mean, they're, they have everything taken apart. We thought they were fixing the TVs, but they were actually just trying to find some copper. They're just trying to find something of value so they can eat. And so the Lord spoke to us and said, you buy them dinner and you bless them with a Walmart gift card. And, and we got to do that. Just show the love of God. Love explosion. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. This morning, um, I'm not going to preach what I did first service. So if there was anyone here that was here first service and you don't have to hear the same message all over again, um, but I want to minister to you. I want, I was sitting in here Wednesday night. The Lord spoke something to me, reminded me of something, stirred my heart of something. And I want, I want to encourage you. I want to, uh, I want to just bring some, I want to bring some strength to you by the word of the Lord and give you courage, and, and just pray that the, the breath of the Spirit of God just come into your life in a whole new way. Are you ready for that? So, Lord, we thank you for it. I thank you for the prophetic word of the Lord this morning, and I pray right now, Lord, whatever you want to speak and whoever you want to speak to, Lord, you would just cause life and anointing and grace and power to come into your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37, I'm going to start reading from verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of a valley, and it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and indeed, they were very dry Verse three, and he said to me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, you know. And again, he said to me, prophesy to these dry bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I want to just bring something to you. I believe that we need a reminder. There are times that we need a reminder of who we are. We need a reminder that we are no longer dry bones. And if we're dry bones, then we need to receive what God is saying about our life. We need to be, we need a reminder in this house that God is raising up an army in Henderson. God is raising up an army in the city, not only Henderson, but in Las Vegas. Many years ago, the Lord began to speak to us as we prayed and we cried out. We said, God, we want your spirit. Lord, you're pouring out your spirit. We want to just be those containers to contain this glory that's raining down in the earth. And that God began to shift our hearts. And he said, I want to raise up an army through you and Henderson. And he, he began to speak to us about the floodgates of heaven being opened up. 
and that God was going to pour out His Spirit in a greater way. And so our hearts were stirred and we kept praying and seeking the Lord and God would send people to actually confirm both of those things specifically, whether it was a worship team from ICLV or a prophetic person that just, that we met right here on the street on Water Street, walking down, praying, God, do you want us to be on Water Street for a season? We feel called down here. And I'm walking down the street with a friend and, and this sister walks across the street and says, I felt the Holy Ghost when I saw you and began to prophesy over our ministry. And I believe that we need a reminder, not only individually, that if you're here and your bones are dry, if you feel dead, if you feel dormant, if you're here and you feel hopeless, God wants to breathe life into you. The Spirit of the Lord is here. The same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead wants to breathe life into you. And this morning, I want to remind you of when we began on this journey, we're praying, we're seeking the Lord, God began to confirm it. We're walking by this, this very building. And I remember looking in thinking, wow, we might be able to make this a church. We're meeting at a school. How would it be nice to have a place where we can grow for a couple of years and, and maybe, you know, go to two services and such. And, and we're, you know, meeting in the school, setting up, tearing down, setting up, tearing down. No fun for the set up and tear down team, right? Now we have some amazing people that are serving. We still have these amazing servants and and, and so I said, Lord, it would be great if that building was for lease right there, this building. Two weeks later, I walk by, there's a four lease sign in the door. Meanwhile, we're believing God for another building and they're asking $1.30 per square foot. So we tell our team, we say, we're praying for 60 cents a square foot, half of what they're asking, less than half of what they're asking. I call the owner, the real estate agent on this one. I end up talking to the owner directly and she gives us 55 cents a square foot for this facility, which is less than half of what everyone else was asking. How many know that God's hand is upon it? Let me just exhort you for a moment before I continue to preach. And we're praying and like, God, we believe this is your will. Three or four pastors says, Pastor Zach, you're not going to get a church on Water Street. We've tried many times. I said, okay, thank you for your suggestion or whatever that is. Thank you for your encouragement. Lord's hand was on us. We went to the city council meeting. Some of our intercessors were there. I I believe, Shirley, you were there, weren't you? We're in the meeting. How smooth was it? It just, we got our use permit just like that. An assembly permit as a religious assembly to meet in downtown Henderson. God was on the move. Before we moved into this building, Pastor Shane and I are looking around and we're looking. We're like, Water Street. Oh, yeah, the floodgates of heaven. Yeah, that's what God told us to do a couple years ago. Oh, that's confirmation. We think that's just, well, that's a coincidence, Water Street, whatever. And then we look past the tree and we realize that the other street that we're on is army. And we said, God, this isn't a coincidence because you're raising up an army. And I want to speak to the army this morning. I want to encourage the army. I want to encourage the lives that have been broken down, that have maybe you feel hopeless. Maybe you feel like you're part of the army, but you got one foot in, one foot out. And I want to encourage you to rise in the army of God. Let God place you and reform you in this army that he's forging in the earth today, not only in the earth, but in the city. In Ezekiel chapter, chapter 37, we see God ask the prophet a question, can these bones live? He was so smart because he said, Lord, you know the answer to that thing. Has God ever asked you a question you were afraid to answer and you just said, Lord, you know the answer to that thing. Why are you asking me? But I'm here to tell you this morning, he wants you to be the answer and know what the answer is. 
God didn't say, I want you to pray to me that these bones will live. Many times the church postures itself in a position of irresponsibility, not in prayer, but thinking that only in praying we're going to do what God has called us to do. Sometimes we pray, prayer changes things. But sometimes we pray and it changes us, and then we go out and make changes. And I believe that this is the, this is the key to one of the, the things that God is speaking to His people in this passage, that He's saying, I want you to prophesy to the dry bones. Many times we're asking God for things and we're blaming God for things. We're saying, God, why is this happening? And maybe it's this, that the church has not yet arised in her glory, in her victory, where she needs to be the arms of Jesus in the earth. I'm glad one of you is with me this morning. Ezekiel 37 is a picture of the church. Ezekiel 37 is a picture of God's bride, His warrior bride, not arising in militants of force, but arising in militants of love, supernatural love, where there's this unending, undying, unfailing love that the bride never stops loving. You could spit on her, kick her, and throw her to the curb, but this bride never stops loving. Because she's in love with a a man named Jesus. She's in love. This bride is in love with Jesus. And I believe this morning God wants to breathe life into you. Some of you feel like your, your destiny is, you're just beginning to come upon your destiny. There's so many testimonies I've heard lately of people getting saved, people getting out of jail and getting saved and and their lives just turning around. People getting off drugs and becoming alive in Christ. Some of you need to be awakened to those testimonies because we've been sitting in the pew for so long, we've fallen back into this area where we just, we don't realize what we're a part of. And we need to wake up and be reminded that we are part of an army. God was speaking to me Wednesday night as I'm sharing this with you, and He said, don't forget, I've called you to raise up an army in the earth. And he said it that way. He said it with this, with this authority and the substance in his voice that shook my very core. I said, yes, God, you have called me. Yes, God, I'm going to do this. God, you've called me to raise up an army. And I see the army. I can look at the army right now, but I see more coming. And I can see every race, every color, every creed, every nation coming into the house of God, worshiping together and arising and being the bride that He has called us to be. A bride that loves, a bride that, that never stops loving. In Ezekiel 37, chapter, in, in 37, verse 5, it says, The Lord God, say to these bones, prophesy, son of man, to these bones. It says, The Lord God will say to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. I want you personally to receive that now. I want you personally to hear the word of the Lord to your life. Whatever it is that has died on the inside of you, whether it is a dream, whether it is a vision, whether you feel hopeless, whether you feel dry spiritually, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. Listen to me. Ezekiel 37.5, God says, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you will live. They were, it was just a valley of skeletons. You know what I love about this is that the, the picture is this. You're calling forth the winds of heaven. He says, prophesy to the winds and let them just blow across these dry bones. Now, this is a representation of the prophetic voice of God through His church. I believe that we need to stop looking at each other and say, you're just a skeleton. 
I believe we need to stop looking at... Are you hearing me this morning? Stop looking at the law. Say, oh, you're worthless. You're, you're the past. You're dead. You're, you're just a grave. You're just, you, we need to put a tombstone over you. But we need to look at dry bones and say, no, I see an army. There comes a point in your life when you're looking at broken people and you don't see an arrogant, an arrogant young man that's 27 that, that wants to fight all the time and he's a gangster, but you see a little orphan boy that was forsaken by his father when he was four years old. And you begin to say this, you say, I, I, they might see dry bones, but I see an army of the living God. Let this army wake up and rise up and understand that we need to stop seeing dry bones, but say, I see an army rising up out of nothing, out of despair, out of bondage, out of addictions, out of depression. Hello. Out of, out of a lifestyle where you're just struggling over and over and over and you're saying, God, when is this going to end? I'm telling you when it can end right now. If you hear the word of the Lord to you, he says, surely I will cause breath to enter you and you will live. Zach, why are you preaching like this? Because I feel like it. Hallelujah. He began to look and it said that the noise, there was a sound, there was a noise. There was a noise of the wind, but there was also a noise of the army, the bones coming together. I'm telling you, there's a sound the body is making. There's adjustments being made. There's an equipping. There's a sound. There's a wind blowing. There's worship stirring. There's, there's glory that's increasing. There's the, his love is burning in our hearts in an even greater way. He wants us to stop seeing dry bones, but beginning to look and see the army. He says this in verse 10, come the four winds of God. Notice he tells, he tells the prophet to do this and he does not pray to God. God, would you send the four winds? He just commands the wind. Listen, we need to start learning this when we're praying for healing. We need to start learning this when we're praying for deliverance, that we carry the authority and the dominion of the Lord Jesus himself. Listen, stop saying, well, I'm anointed. No, you have the anointed one that lives in you. There's a big difference. If you just start, if you, all you think, oh, I'm just so anointed. I'm just so anointed. I'm an, you're anointed for this. And I'm an, no, the anointed one lives within us. It's way bigger than you're making it. And we need to start praying instead of, Lord, would you please heal? God never, Jesus never said pray for the sick. He said, heal the sick. He told him to prophesy to the dry bones. There's a responsibility. Responsibility is responding to your ability. Your ability that's been given to you by God. And God is calling the army to come together. But he says this, son of man, call on the four winds in verse, in verse 10. And it says, O breath, breathe on these slain that they, might li- they may live. I'm going to read to you now. So I prophesied as he commanded me. You know what prophecy is? Let me just tell you what this is right here. It's getting the heart of God and declaring it. It's getting the heart of, how do I prophesy to people? Get the heart of God and just tell them. This young man, Raul, he's probably not even saved. And we're telling him, man, you know what? You're a man of integrity. He's probably thinking these people don't know who I am. They don't know what I've done. But we began to see that he had two paths to walk on. Alex is prophesying to him. We're prophesying to him. And, and, and we begin to just declare how God sees him. We didn't say, oh man, you're addicted to this, 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 and this, and on all the, all the negative Bible says prophecy is for comfort and exhortation. Woe to the new Testament people that prophesy doom and negativity. It's not biblical. 
Hello? Oh, some of us didn't like that. Listen, the Bible says the gift of prophecy is for exhortation and comfort. What's comfortable about, oh, I see a great burden coming upon thee. There's nothing comfortable about that. Start seeing people the way God sees them and speak life, not death. Blessings, not cursings. Goes in every, every area of, oh, you, well, you're, you're addicted and the Lord tells me. No, that ain't the Lord telling you. You're just, you have discernment. But why don't you start calling forth life? Hello? Instead of saying, well, I just see this huge attack of the devil coming on your life, just begin to declare, declare protection over them. Hello? I'm telling you, we've got to get this. We've got to understand that. And he says, you need to prophesy. You, I want to get your heart. God, I want to get your heart and I want to speak it. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I love that song, the song of the redeemed. I'm telling you, the bride is singing a song of redemption and the the hurting, the broken, and the dry bones in this valley are going to hear it and they're going to start coming together because it's not just a song written by men, but it's inspired by heaven. So there's wind on it and that wind is going to bring life. And it's a song of unity. It's a song where a church is not coming against another church. It's a song where the whole house of Israel, the whole house of God, being as one, are being filled with the glory of God. In verse 11, Then he came to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Oh, did I just say that? Oh, sorry, I jumped ahead. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Verse 12, therefore prophesy to them and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will listen to the promise to your life. I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you will know that I am the Lord when I have opened up your graves. Three times he said it. O my people, and brought you up from your graves again. I will put my spirit in you and you will live. I will place you in your own land and you will know that I am the Lord and I, I have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. Verse 10, he said, I prophesied and commanded, and look, there stood up an exceedingly great army. It was the whole house of Israel. I'm telling you, God is breathing life into you right now. God is bringing hope in those things that you've even looked at in your own life as graves and gravestones of the past. God is resurrecting in your life. Let me tell you what he's resurrecting. He's resurrecting your ability to love like never before. Because God is wanting his bride to awaken to his love. So we love so massively that it's like a supernova. Do you know what a supernova is? Is when a sun begins to implode on itself. And at first it just, it gets so big that it literally just, it it absorbs everything in its galaxy. I believe that we need supernova love. We need the immense Love of God to so penetrate our hearts that our hearts just enlarge and say, I want to get as many sons and daughters, as many orphans. I want to get as many broken people as I can. I want to take them all in. I know they're going to hurt me. I know they're not perfect. I know they don't know what family is yet, but we're going to teach them that. But God is wanting to breathe life into this army so that we are reformed and we are positioned and there are no holes in our nets for the harvest that he wants to pour out. 
God is wanting a great harvest to come in, but he's looking for people that will love immensely. I want to be that person where deep calls unto deep, like the psalm says in Psalm 42. It's a picture of the ocean, the the depths of the ocean. The psalmist is writing about his distress and his longing for community and his longing for worship. And he says, deep calls unto deep. And he says, the, the waves of your love go over me. Your unfailing love daily comes over me. I'm telling you, the waves of, of people in our lives, sometimes it feels like they just knock us to the ground. But we're learning to love bigger. We're learning to love deeper. I want a deeper love. I don't want to be a shallow Christian. I don't want to walk in shallow Christianity. And I don't say that in in reference to the church being something wrong with her. I think it's very important when we understand that the bride is, is, is rising up in victory, but I will never speak against a ministry. I will never talk about the bride. If you talk about my bride, you're not going to like my response. I wonder how the father feels. I wonder how Jesus feels sometimes. Well, the church this and the church that and blah, 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 blah. You know what the church is? The church is you. So start looking in the mirror and saying, what is this thing lacking in me where I can raise this standard of love? Well, I've been hurt by the church. Well, you're the church. So stop hurting yourself by living in that and wallowing in that and rise up in victory. Forgive, release, and walk in the love of God so that you don't hurt people around you. Because hurt people hurt people. It's so important that we get this, that God is wanting his bride to love immensely. And in order for us to do that, we have to understand his heart. We have to understand his love for us, the deep calls unto deep, the depths of God's love. You know, we say things like, oh, I know God loves me. You, we, we cannot comprehend how much God loves us. I remember being small, learning how to swim, swimming in, the, swimming in the shallow end, just staying on the steps, staying on the steps, and then learning to swim, going in the deep end, and then swimming in a lake, and then for the first time seeing an ocean like, oh my gosh, that's scary. I literally remember seeing an ocean for the first time thinking, I was literally frightened, but at the same time, like, wow, I want to I go, go closer. It's like the love of God, deep is calling the depths of the ocean. You cannot see the bottom. You, don't, you can't comprehend the love of God that he has for you. So we, not, we need to stop saying, oh, God loves you. Yeah, he loves us all. Yeah, yeah, he loves us, but we're discovering his love. His love is so immense. And in that, we cannot just flippantly say that oh, I love you, brother. And we, we have yet to discover the love that we need to have for one another as his bride and the love that he's calling us to have for the broken. I want us to get that God wants us to be captured by his love. He wants us to love one another. And out of that comes pure evangelism to bringing the lost, bringing the orphans into the family of God. It's not the other way around. I heard a brother say the other day, he said, well, this ain't the church. The church is out there on the streets when we're evangelizing. I said, no, we're the church. And without the gathering, if you don't love, if you don't, you can't love Jesus and not love his body. And you can't love the broken without loving his body either. Hello? You love him, you love his body. I know we get hurt by people. I heard someone say recently, you know, if you, if you want to be hurt by the church, just hang out long enough, you will. Is that true? Hello? It's really quiet. Isn't that true? 
we're going to be disappointed. But if we just keep loving like God, you know what I learned about the ocean? Waves never stop. Just like God's grace and his love never stops. Just keeps crashing. Oh, I, I've fallen. I've gotten up. I've fallen. I've been saved since I was 17 years old. As a teenager, I fell hard a few times. And I discovered the grace of God. A lot of it was my pride. I memorized all this scripture and I was so cool and, you know, whatever. God says, you're going to fall. You keep doing that. Thinking I'm somebody and just bam. But learning to get up and learning his grace and learning that he just loves me over and over again. I want to love like him. I want to love over and over again. I want to be that bride that loves deeply, not with a shallow love. Deep is calling unto deep. The spirit of God is breathing into his army right now. And he wants you to be positioned in this army. Can we stand up together and pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you right now for supernatural love and life. I thank you. I thank you for the song of the bride, the song of the redeemed that is an inclusive song. I thank you for the gospel that is clearly defined in the story of the woman caught in adultery. Jesus, you didn't condemn her. You said, go and sin no more. And there's no condemnation in the message of the gospel, only redemption. And I thank you, Lord, that the spirit of repentance is, is a spirit of understanding your goodness because it's your goodness that leads us there. And the spirit of repentance comes upon a generation that says, I want relationship with God. Not, I'm just turning from sin. That's part of it. But the priority is turning to a loving God. And, and some of us don't even know this loving God. People that have been hurt by hurt people that call themselves religious leaders. We have to rise up and become your arms, Father. So I'm praying right now, I'm praying right now that you would assemble this army. And individually, that people in this place would hear your voice saying, I don't condemn you, I love you. And those that have been broken, those that have feel like they've been abandoned, those that, that feel hopeless, those that feel dry, those that feel like they're in a grave, I just declare life to you right now in the name of Jesus. I declare that your chains are just falling off of you right now. Addictions. And I, I just declare right now, chains are coming off of you right now. And the loving Father is coming in this moment saying, I'm breathing life into you, child. I'm breathing life into you. You're not a worm. You're not an orphan. You're a son. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I thank you for that sound and that song that the bride is releasing. You're calling all the broken to come and join in this massive army, this bride, this warrior bride that loves, that loves so massively. We just receive it now. I want you to lift your hands. If there's anyone in this place that says, Pastor Zach, I want this life that you're talking about. I feel like I've been dormant and dry. I want you to come up to this altar right now without hesitation. You're here in this place. You say, I'm that army. I want to rise. I want to rise up. Here they come. Come on. More. There's more. Just come. I, I just want to pray for some of you. Some of you, you're hurting, you're broken. Some of you, you feel hopeless. Some of you, you're not sure what's next for you. The call of God is on your life, and he's calling you 
He's, he's breathing into you right now. He's breathing into you. And he wants to give you life. He wants to set you free. He wants to, he wants to make all things new. Listen, listen, listen. He wants to make all things new again. He's going to make all, he's going to give you a fresh start. Well, I've had a fresh start. He's going to give you another one. Well, you know, we serve the God of second chances and thirds and fourths and fifths and sixths and seventh because he's so loving. But listen, if you would receive his life, you don't have to go back to bondage. If you would learn to receive grace every day of your life, grace is not unmerited favor alone. It is divine enablement. Grace is not just unmerited favor. Grace is divine empowerment to be free and live with God and live the way he wants you to live. Would you lift your hands with me and just begin to receive his grace? Saints, would you lift your hands and begin to receive the breath of heaven into this army right now? I want you to begin to pray. I want you to begin to cry out and say, God, breathe into me. God, I receive. And Lord, I call on the four winds of heaven right now to come and to breathe on these dry bones, God, right now. The breath of heaven coming right now in the name of Jesus. I want my staff to pray strong with me now. I want you to join your heart with mine. I want you to pray right now. Lord, we prophesy the four winds begin to blow right now. If you have a spirit language, begin to cry out. Come on, if you pray in the spirit, begin to pray. Cry out to God. 